Break the Cycle with DSD, episode number 16. This episode is brought to you by HypnosisDownloads.com. HypnosisDownloads.com brings you a large selection of hypnosis downloads that are designed to help you with many issues you may have. For me, I turned to HypnosisDownloads.com when I was in my dark days and needed something to help me get my life back on the right track. One of the downloads that helped me was Mend Your Broken Heart. If you think this might be helpful for you, go to www.DadSurvivingDivorce.com slash hypnosis. You can also find other hypnosis download files I used on my resources page on my website. The information in this show is my opinion and for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult a medical or psychological professional before making any changes that could affect your mental health. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I'm your host, Dwayne, and in this show, I help you break the cycle of emotional abuse to help you get your life back and sanity back. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Break the Cycle with DSD. Today's topic is going to center around how our children are used as pawns in in this fight. And there's a bunch of different examples. Some I've made some videos on and I'll, I'll link to, to those in the show notes. But uh, I'm going to use two quick examples. One will be my own and another one will be one from a comment from the Discord server. The, the main thing you have to remember or realize is nothing is off, off limits. Um, your antagonist, your ex, is going to utilize everything at their d- disposal to try to uh, manipulate things and create as much chaos and havoc as possible. Now, all of these things are going to be put into a situation to where they make sense to to an outside observer. For the most part, it's not going to appear like they're alienating or they're doing anything to create problems. It's going to, on face value, look legitimate. One of the stories that uh, um, happened a couple of years ago with me is my middle daughter had a friend of hers that she hadn't seen that used to live in the area and and moved away a long time ago, decided to come back into town or their mom, um, not my kid's mom, but her friend's mom, was coming back in uh, into town and it happened to be scheduled right in the middle of my vacation time with the kids. Now, on face value, you know, it's my time. I scheduled my, my, my stuff and that should trump everything. But the thing is, it's the reality of the situation that really creates the complexity of it because, you know, your child's not going to care about what you have planned. They're going to be looking at what's really important to them. And in my situation, my daughter's uh, focus was to, you know, everything else trumped or was trumped by her wanting to see her friend, which makes absolute sense. And it was a little annoying because, you know, you know dang good and well that, that it's all being done for effect. So what ended up happening in that situation is uh, I changed my plans, enabled it to where my daughter could actually go see her friend, and um, you know made made a different accommodations. But the reality of it, or the the point I need to make on this, is that that wasn't easy to do. Right. As soon as it happened, as soon as I got the email saying, "Hey, um, don't know, you know, don't know how this is going to affect anything, but let me know." Right, you know, let me know if she can go. It'll be really great, right? And uh, I wasn't really Johnny on the spot to answer that. And they and she and my ex did exactly what you would expect a narcissistic type to do. Because what you would do if you really were dealing with a toxic person and you were trying to protect your child, if your ex wouldn't get back with you, you wouldn't tell your child, and you would, you know, figure it out. And I got basically what I got dealt with was a bunch of emails. You need to answer me now. You need to answer me now. You got to tell me now. I mean, I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. 
And uh, what ended up happening is, is because uh, like I said, I wasn't in in a big hurry to to answer her. She ultimately told told our daughter, so that then she was browbeating me into it too. Fortunately, the way I did it, um, and I was playing the same games the ex was playing with me, where I just wasn't really Johnny on the spot to uh, to answer her. Um, you know, I was just like, oh wow, I I had an email I didn't know. Um, so when my daughter was like, oh, did you get my, did you get mommy's email? Did you get mommy's email? I really want to go. Can you answer? Can you answer? Can you? So that's what it is, right? It turned first, it was direct interaction with me. Then it was using our daughter as a pawn to basically force the issue. I mean, I knew right. I, the first email I received from the ex on this, I knew it was over and I knew I lost. And I knew there wasn't a whole hell of a lot I was going to be able to do to, uh, you know, to set boundaries or whatever. Now, thank God we didn't have uh, anything planned and hadn't paid for, you know, paid for tickets and all that kind of stuff. And, and I think for the most part, I think that's what the ex expected because in the past we had done some other trips where there was some other coordination that uh, took place that we were, you know, prepared for and, and that type of stuff. And uh, um, fortunately, the plans were enough to where I could switch, you know, switch things around. There were a couple of things that were locked hard and fast, but the days that she was talking about, I was ultimately able to accommodate. Now, even in that, what I had done is uh, uh, changed it or basically said, okay, well, we'll swap. You know, I have no problem with swapping these couple of days so that you guys can all go down to San Diego and, and do a sleepover and, and stuff like that. And, uh, um, that went over like a lead balloon too. And I, again, child put in, 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 in the middle as a pawn. I got, uh, verbally attacked, um, after I put, after I sent the email saying, sure, no problem. You know, um, this was the week I was going to have anyways. So I'll just take these two extra days. The prior, the previous week, you can have them on these days. No big deal. You know, I get my seven, my, my week or seven days or whatever it was, you get your time and it'll be great. I get, when my daughter comes back over to my place, I get attacked because, you know, why am I making this about her, you know, about me? This is about her time and, and her vacation and yada, yada. And I had to sit there and I'm like, look, not a big deal. I'm accommodating it. All I'm saying is we had stuff planned. I can move it. There's no problem. I can move, you know, this Monday and Tuesday to a different, to the previous Monday and Tuesday. And that's great. It's not a big deal. I'm not worried about it. I don't understand why you're yelling at me, right? Again, it was using the kids is a pawn and trying to create chaos on it. Now, the first step on this is to really understand that that's what, that's what the whole purpose is, of this is. And that's what's happening. That's what they're trying to do. That's the goal. The goal is to create conflict. The goal is to pitch you against your child and to make decisions that are going to hurt your kid. Now, this rolls into the Discord comment I was talking about, and I'm just going to summarize. I'm not going to, not going to read the the the, uh, the message verbatim, but I will give you a, a brief overview of what the issue was. And this is uh, one of the parents had already planned a trip, bought the tickets, had everything scheduled to go, everything's in you know in the can, money spent, ready to go. Next thing that happens is their child's in sports and their kid get selected for all-stars and the all-star camp or the all-star game is happens to be right in the middle of this other event that you've already planned. Now it's along the same lines of what I was just talking about, right? So now you're in a situation where your kid wants to do this. That's their priority because that's what's important to them. And you've been put into a situation or this person has been put into a situation of what do you do? 
right? I mean, effectively, it's your vacation time. It's already scheduled. You have the priority for the year. You are legally, you know, 100% within your rights to say, no, you're not going to do that. We have something planned and that's what we're going to do. And you're not going to do this. You can do it another time. But the problem with this is that your kids don't really see it, right? Which that rolls into the next part of it. See, our kids are completely stuck in the middle of this. And they don't see things the same way that we see them. For one, you know, they want to be loved by each parent. They want the illusion in their mind of what their relationship is with both parents to be real. And they also don't understand that uh, the ex is manipulating them for their attention. They don't see it, right? They see that uh, either they're, you know, something that's important to them that they want to do that's going to be with the other parent. Like, for instance, in, in both of these scenarios, the stories I was talking about, in mine, the, uh, it was going to be a big girl's sleepover, right? The other part of this that happened with, in my situation is the notification was, hey, we're doing this. And oh, by the way, you know, our adult son has to stay with you. It's like dictating to, to me what the terms were going to be. And part of that is, is pushing those buttons to, uh, you know, I'm pushing the control and pushing the part where it, you know, it irritates me to where, I don't want to do it because it's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. You don't dictate to me what's going to happen, to be perfectly honest. Ultimately, it happened exactly the way that uh, she said it was going to happen. But again, it rolls into this category, what I'm talking about, that their kids are in the middle. They don't see what's really going on. All they know is that they this event is important to them. And if it's with time with, you know, special time with the other parent, then that's that's an added bonus in their mind. They're not looking at it like, okay, you know, mom or dad, you've had something planned. It was your time. And um, that's what we're going to do. This is especially true whenever you're not the narcissistic parent because the kids have no problem sabotaging your events. They feel safe with you. They, they feel comfortable and confident with you. So they're not as worried as, as if... To, they're not as worried as what the impact is going to be toward you as it is with the with the other parent. The alienating parent typically has the ability to do pretty much whatever they want, and the kids are going to be so focused on those breadcrumbs of attention that they're going to focus on whatever they can get glean, uh, glean, glean as positive with it. Bottom line, this is a no-win scenario. This is a double bind. You know, you understand what is going on. You see the nuances and the reality of what's actually happening and what's, and what's, what's taking place. You know, you understand your ex is using your child as a pawn. You, you, you get it. You see it. It's crystal clear to you. Problem is, is it's not crystal clear to anybody else. It's not crystal clear to your kids. And for the most part, anyone, any external observer is not going to get it either. They're going to, if you make an issue out of it, it makes you look bad. And it, 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 that's what the double bind is. And here's, and I'm going to get into the, 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 the real problem that we have with this, but, but let me just finish this thought is whenever you're trying to explain it to someone else, they're going to look at it and go, well, wait a minute. Why, well, you know, your, your kid, you know, was selected for all stars. Why wouldn't you want them to go? You know, you're going to do some other trip. 
that you could do that you could do any other time or you could reschedule or you could do whatever this is a you know a special thing same thing with the scenario i was talking about before this was a a, a short duration specific timed event this person is going to be in the state they're uh, in my situation that's other story the person lives in florida they happen to be in California. You know, they don't ever come to California. It's been years since it happened. So it's like, here's this one moment in time, one moment in time that you will be able to see your friend and, hey, we're going to do this camping thing and it's going to be just the girls and it's going to be your friend and her sister and her mom and and your sister and, you know, you and your mom and it's going to be awesome and, and this is the, you know, one time you'll be able to do this and it'll be one of those things that you'll remember forever. So if I turned around and I tried to say to someone, no, we were going to go, you know, we were going to go camping, you know, whatever. It's like, it, it doesn't equate. And people aren't going to understand the significance of the manipulation on it. So here's the deal. If you say no, you hurt your child, right? If you say yes, then your ex wins. Your ex is able to control and manipulate the situation again. And it's more of, a, a, of you violating your own boundaries, and, and I get it. I get that it is really tough because you're sick of it, right? You've spent a lifetime dealing with this, with this crap, with this manipulation. You want to be able to have some autonomy on what you're doing. And every time you turn around, this is the way it feels. Every time you turn around, your ex is able to accomplish something to, to have you violate your own boundaries and your own, what's the right word? Your own, uh, they get you to, to give in to what they want. And it's really, really sucks. I've dealt with that a lot over the last years. This was the example I just gave you is just the latest. Pro, well, actually, it's not even the latest. Other things have happened, but there's constantly these things where it's like, "Hey, this is what's going to happen, and this is the way it's going to go." And it's like, well, "Wait a minute, I had other plans. I had a different vision of where it wanted to go." But they're able to use your kids, set up a scenario to where you—it's a no-win scenario. It's a double bind. If you put your foot down and you say no, your kid is going to blame you and it's going to negatively impact your relationship with your child. So here's the thing. You know, your best bet on this is focusing on your kid. Okay? I'm going to just say that again. Focus on what is best for your child and keeping things in perspective. So the first thing is, is we have to understand how this is actually going to affect our kids. What does this really mean to them? And the, the issue with that, and it rolls down into really is how important is this event to them? In my situation, it was super important. It was, I mean, it was the number one priority for the summer for my daughter. No questions asked. That was it. I mean, I remember even having a conversation at dinner before we all went out to dinner, I think after a therapy appointment. We were sitting there and my daughter was like, you know, asked about going. I'm like, of course you're going to go. And I said, besides, I realized that, you know, if we had tickets to Hawaii, you know, you're going to choose this over that. And she was like, oh yeah, absolutely. No, I'm going to this. I am not going to anything else. I would not go. Right. I mean, it was just, it was actually kind of annoying, but it, 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 it put out the point there, right. That, that it was a, it was a done deal. I mean, I could have had anything else. The only thing else I could have scheduled is if it was another friend, the exact same scenario that, oh, you know, well, your other friend who moved away is now going to be in town that exact weekend. And we had planned this whole thing. That would be about the only thing that would have been able to compete with that. So the next part about this is really looking at what is the impact if you say, no, they can't do it. 
So what would have been the impact had I said no to, to my daughter about, no, you're not going to be able to go on that trip. We had something planned. Conversely, on the other story I was talking about, what is the impact if you say, sorry, sorry, buddy, you're not going to be able to go play in the All-Stars this year because we have this little trip planned. And realistically, the impact is basically going to be highly negative towards us. And it's going to, it's, it's emotionally going to hurt, hurt the kids. Now, are they going to be able to get through it? Yeah, probably. Then it rolls into really, is it, is it really worth the risk? See, and the thing is you have to remember is that when we make decisions, when we do say yes, and we're, we're putting the best interests of our, our kids, and I know it's tough in this situation, but when we're putting their wants and needs ahead of um, all the shenanigans, all the manipulation, you know, then you're the winner, right? Because you think about it, your ex is in, anticipating that you're going to say no, that you're going to create a conflict. They are using these experiences as a wedge between you and your kids, as you and your child. That's 100% what's happening. And it's our actions that determine how that plays out. So if we fall for the bait and we make it an issue, and guys, I still struggle with this. There are things that happen that I know that this is what it is, and it's really, really difficult to make these decisions. It, I, I had something like this happen just last week with uh, into school stuff, and, and my daughter needed to make stuff for, for her tennis team last practice, which her mom always does, right? I mean, it's like the last two years, it's been, oh, mommy's doing this. And, and I just, you know, and it's one of those things where you like, you, you get bitter at it, then you get played. And then this year, it was like, nope, you got to do it, daddy. And I'm like, oh, cra-, you know, and they tell you the last second. That's not like your kids tell you, you know, way in advance that this is going to happen. It's always, it's always the last second. And you're like, oh crap. And you're scrambling. And we, you know, we scrambled and did it and messed it up. And then, you know, my daughter called her mom and is all upset because daddy messed it up. And I had to deal with her on her phone with the, with her mom for about 40 minutes, you know, whenever I'm like, well, look, honey, you know, you're out of time. You need to do homework. You got stuff you got to get done. And her mom's like, oh, well, you can just do this. You know, you can just go to the store and buy this. You can do, you know, I mean, just kind of dictating from afar, which you know, talking about button pushing and stuff and, and triggers, that still is a trigger for me whenever I feel like she is in my house, occupying my space and directing what's happening in my place. And that's what all this stuff really focus in, focuses, in on. It focuses in on. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't handle it the best way that I possibly could. I, initially, I did. We had the mistake. We basically ruined a whole batch of stuff was out of stuff, was out of money, was that, you know, basically kind of in a, in a bad spot. And, you know, the ex was like, it, it, it's, it's antagonistic to try to push the buttons to, to make you be the bad guy. And I fell partly for the trap. We were able to work through it, but I absolutely um, had a hard time with this. So this isn't easy. This absolutely isn't easy. So this leads into making the best decision in a bad situation. What is the best decision that you can make for for a really for a real crappy situation? And you know you have to decide, you have to make the decision that's best that's best for you that you can deal with. And the reason I say that is like in the story I was just talking about, I made some decisions that in retrospect I wish I would have made differently. However, in the midst of this mess, it was the best decision I could make for me at the time. I was not in, in the position to basically say, okay, we'll just do exactly whatever your mommy says, right? I mean, that wasn't the position I was in. It was really, really frustrating. And, you know, and, and the funny part about it is, is in the situation like this, because their mom always says 
they, she doesn't have money. She can't afford anything, can't do anything. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, so she's always forcing it for me to, to pay for things. Whereas, and this is the funny part with this for, the, for everything last week, is one of the things that happened is, is, you know, I had to pay for the ticket for, for the dance and I had to pay for the, the ticket to get into the game because there was a homecoming game and a homecoming dance. And, uh, you know, then their mom showed, or my daughter's mom came and picked her up, took her to the, the game because she wanted her to go because she was the one who was going to walk her across the field and everything. And I made my peace with that. I'm like, okay, whatever. And, you know, daughter comes back with, you know, two dozen roses. And I'm just like, what are you kidding me? You know, it's like, you can't afford anything. But what it is, is anytime it really makes it more special, then she'll do it. It's like anything else is just the mundane stuff. Then it falls on me. Anything that can be, you know, that that's like really a special moment. It, it's then her mom can materialize the money. Now, you guys both know, we all know what's going on here. You know it. I know it. It's all manipulation. It's all trying to, to, to make the most of the breadcrumbs that they're getting and to make it more special and to make it, you know, pick me, pick me. It is what it is, you know, and I've talked about this before and I'm going to just get a little off track for a moment here. And I'm just going to say the thing that keeps me going on this is I know that my daughter loves me. Sure. She picks her mom for every possible thing she can. And I'm, you know, relegated to, you know, you know, second choice, you know, backup team or however you want to want to talk about or look at it. Bottom line is I still have a really good relationship with my daughter and that is what is important. And I'll just, that's the key. I mean, the relationship that you have with your child minus all the BS that's happening with these, with the, you know, the pawn moves and all that type of stuff. That is the critical point. That's the critical issue on this that really trumps everything else that's going on with this. And it's, and it's one of those things that you really have to remember. And I have to remind myself of this quite a bit to basically be able to endure this constant barrage of BS that happens. So going back to what I was saying about making the best decision for you, you also have to understand the potential for falling into a trap. The example I was just giving, uh, giving a minute ago, that I, you know, I didn't completely fall for the trap. I could have been a lot more uh, overt about it. I mean, there was one point where it's like, mommy has this other stuff. I can come over and get it. And I could have said no, or I could have done something different. I finally was like, sure, take my car, go over to your mom's, get, get the stuff. And we'll just make it work. And, and that's the thing is you have to be able to, to detach a little bit from your emotional state on this and look at the, what is being, what's being done what they're trying to get, you know, the trap they're trying to get you to fall for and realizing that if you do it, you're damaging, you are damaging your relationship with your child because of it. Now, you and I both know that it's an external force. Our kids aren't going to see it that way. They're going to see that you're being difficult, that you hate mommy or daddy, that, you know, you won't let your emotions uh, go to deal with this. And our exes have an uncanny ability to be able to, to thread the needle on this and come out, you know, peaches and cream. The primarily the reason is, is our children are so starved for that attention and the love is conditional that that's why they really push for anything that, that they're going to do that's special with that other parent. It could be the mom, it could be the dad, it doesn't matter, but the kids want that, that attention and that that uh, connection with their with the other parents so badly that they're going to do everything in their power to make it happen. And if you are messing it up, 
then they blame you. They blame you. Like for instance, had I not been able to make that thing happen, meaning uh, the, the 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 camping trip with her friend, my daughter would have blamed me for ruining it for my own selfish reasons because I can't stand her mom, and I would be ruining her event because of me. Remember when I mentioned earlier that uh, when I did the swap thing, that she came in and she ra- as soon as she walked in the door, she raged on me. My daughter raged on me for screwing up her time with her mom. And I had to sit there and say, look, it's all we're doing is swapping time. It was going to be my time. You know, I'm giving up these two days that we've already had scheduled and I'm just moving it so that you can spend that time with your mom and I can, you know, and I still get to spend the time with you, we can move the events that we were going to do. It's not a big deal. And I got torpedoed on that. Now she calmed down, right? When I was able to explain it, she calmed down, but right in the door, walked in the door, all smug and ignorant uh, and indignant saying, you know, why are you doing this? And blah, 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 blah. Right. I mean, that's the thing. You have to understand the, you know, what's going on, what they're trying to get you to do maintaining your calm and your sanity on it because it is so easy, guys. It is so easy to get super angry and to lash out because you know what's going on. You know what's happening. You know what has been orchestrated and how this has been played and what the impact to you is, but your kids don't get it. They don't understand it. So bottom line is sometimes saying yes really is your best choice. It's hard. It's a bitter pill to swallow. It's not pleasant, but sometimes to to keep the relationship with your child, to keep things going in a positive direction, we have to make the decision to accommodate these things. And it's a double whammy because then when they come back, the first thing they want to do is they want to tell you how excited they are and how wonderful it was. And that's, that's what's happened. That's what happens on every, every time I've had this example, um, or this type of situation, the, the extra little, you know, gift with purchase is whenever, uh, they come back and they want to tell you how wonderful it was and how grateful it is. I think in their mind, what they're thinking is they're not trying to rub it in. They're trying to tell you that, you know, they're really glad you let it happen. And, and that's really kind of the key on that to look at it is to not look at it like, God, I cannot believe I've been played again, that I'm always having to give it up. Just look at, it goes back to what I was talking about before, look at how this is affecting our children. Focus on our kids. Conversely, I guess the thing I would say is if you're being treated like crap by your kid, and even if you accommodate it, they still treat you like crap. Well, then, you know, maybe, maybe make some different decisions. But, but for the most part, I think that if we're accommodating on this type of stuff towards our children, they will be happy about it. Um, they're not necessarily going to change their ways. They're not going to turn around and, and, uh, stop doing that. Um, cause they, in my situation, that hasn't happened, but you got to look at what the long-term impact is going to be, right? I mean, realistically, had I made the decisions that I think my ex wanted me to make, it would have alienated or it would have strained my relationship with my daughter. And it could have potentially got to the point where my daughter was just saying, you know what? I love you, daddy, but you know, I can see you every couple of weekends. You know, I, this is just too complicated. I'd rather just stay at one house. And, and keep in mind, guys, that really is the scenario that we're dealing with. We're dealing with a situation where the ex is really trying to push the buttons for us to alienate ourselves, to damage our relationships ourselves with our children to the point where they say, you know what, I would just rather live with mommy or I would just rather live with daddy. 
That's the victory that they're going for. They are, they are trying to orchestrate situations to where we create as much drama and chaos as possible so that the kids pick them. They can use that to either, and I don't know what my ex would do. If, if my kids ever decided to do that, she wouldn't necessarily go straight to court. She would try to do the guilt trip. Well, you know, the kids really want to stay with me. You know, you know, why won't you respect their decisions? You know, thank God it hasn't happened. And I guarantee you guys, if my kids would have said to her that, mommy, I want to live with you. I don't want to live with daddy. They would have, she would have pushed that every step that she could to try to make it, uh, to make it uh, happen. She would have guilted me into trying to just get me to give up. The big part about that, and, and that rolls back into the topic of this podcast, is using your kids as pawns. Using They're using them strategically to try to create, basically to triangulate you with your own kids to, cr- to damage the relationship, create conflict, to ultimately get them, your children, to choose them, to not choose you, and to want to stay with them. Now, like I said, in my situation, my kids, pretty much all of them, they choose mommy. They choose mommy not to live with, but if there's some special event or something, it's mommy. And I've just accepted it. I mean, it was a bitter pill to swallow. It was not, you know, it was not pleasant. But what I was able to do or what I had to do is look at it and say, look, I have a good relationship with my kids. I love my kids. My kids love me. We get along well together. Okay, if there's a special event, they want to do it with mommy. You know, it hurt my feelings in the beginning. It was not, you know, it wasn't pleasant when I got the phone call saying, Daddy, please don't, please don't come to the school event. Mommy really wants to go, but she won't go if you go. So can you not go? I, that sucked. I mean, I still have that recording, that voicemail that I got from my youngest, um, you know, that, that, I mean, it was heartbreaking and it is what it is, right? I mean, the kids are pawns. We just have to do the best we can to maintain our sanity on it, to give them the most stable environment that we possibly can to mitigate the BS that's going on with this. So I know sometimes, you know, you look at these situations and it's easy for people to say, well, you know, you have a decision and they can, you know, you, you know, it's your time and you get to have the priority and, and, uh, you know, they could do it next year or like in the all-star thing, you know, I think in that particular story, there was. Uh, an option where they said, well, if he doesn't get to do it this year, they can do it next year. And I wouldn't even risk it. I would not risk it. It's not worth the risk because you're playing right into the other parent's hand to where you are. I mean, it's like, why are you choosing no? Now, now let me back up, right? If, if, for instance, that trip, that special trip was to see family members or something that was a one-time thing, it's like, hey, you know, your great grandma, this is, we're having a big, gigantic family reunion. It's right in the middle of this. In that situation, what I think I would, I would do is you would have to sit down with your child. And let's just say, hypothetically, that was the situation. Um, and I'll use my scenario instead of the, the all-star thing. And if that was a scenario, I would have had to sit down. And this is what I would have done. I would sit down with my daughter and say, hey, honey, um, man, I, I, I know your friend's coming at that time, but on that day, we're having a big family reunion. It's the first family reunion. I mean, if it, hopefully it's special. Like if I could say, hey, everyone's meeting, you know, the great grandparents are going to be there. Don't know how much long. This is probably the last time everyone's going to be there. We want to do a group photo with all the grandkids, all the nieces and nephews, you know, something like that. Then you have something that you could say, look, there's two conflicting priorities. Now, 
Unfortunately, probably what's going to happen on that is the kid's going to still want to do the other special event, but at least you have some type of dialogue you can have it. Now, in that situation, you could potentially say, hey, sorry, this is what we're doing. It's my time. I'm not, no, I'm sorry. You don't get to do this other event. This other thing has happened. This is what we're doing. And, you know, whatever. I Even then, I don't necessarily know if I would recommend you do that. I would recommend you have the conversation, explain it to them. And if the kid says, comes, if the, you know, if my daughter was to come back with me and say, Daddy, I, I hear it, I hear you, but man, I, I really miss my friend. She was my best friend. This is probably the only time I'm going to get to see her until maybe late, you know, maybe ever. I'm, I'm, you know, this would be really special to me. Um, I understand, but this is really what I want to do. Honestly, guys, I think in that situation, I still, my best decision would have been to say, yeah, you can go. And because, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 this isn't a normal situation. We're not dealing in a situation where everything is fair, where there's good communication to where you can talk about it, right? Because if you had a good parent, another parent, you could turn around and, and have a conversation with them and say, Hey, you know, Hey X, um, this is what's going on, man, this really sucks. Can you get the person to move it around? And they would try to accommodate it. Or can you figure something else out? Um, or if, uh, they understood, you know, as an adult, the other person understands the significance of your event compared to what the other thing is, then you'd have an advocate. You'd have an advocate who would say, Hey, you know, Hey honey, um, this is really important. Like in your situation, in my situation, it'd be like, you know, Hey honey, you know, you, you really need to do this thing with your, with your dad. Now, granted in the story I was talking about, if that was the case, then you would never even bring it up to the child. It wouldn't even be, it'd be a non-issue, right? It would just be something you wouldn't even bring up because why would you add the extra trauma to it? And that, so that's really, that's really the key on this is just looking at the bigger picture on it and making the best decision that minimizes the damage to your situation. It can really irritate you letting your ex win again or, or allowing them to violate the rules. I mean, this was the one I was talking about with me. The interesting part about that is uh, Debbie had actually given the ex a calendar of, you know, hey, you know, these times will be really great for you, for your thing, so you can plan. And the problem with it is, is that that demonstrated right where, not didn't specifically say where we were going to take our vacation or what we had planned, but knowing how we normally pick between the weekends and stuff to maximize the time, it was relatively obvious what week we were going to going to potentially pick. And she, you know, and then this trip miraculously lined up right with it. it was, so, I mean, it was obvious that it was planned. It was obvious that it was, that it was a, a, I mean, even if it wasn't necessarily planned, it was absolutely a target of opportunity to create conflict. So just, if you're stuck in this situation and you're dealing with it, just take a pause, take a couple of deep breaths. Don't respond to anything. Like even whenever I got those emails and I knew what was going on, I didn't respond because I was really angry. I was really frustrated. I wasn't really sure what to do. I knew I lost. I knew as soon as, as soon as it popped up, I knew there was no way that I was going to convince my daughter to do the vacation with me, um, as opposed to using my vacation time with her mom to go see her friend. I knew it. I knew it. Um, you know, Debbie and I brainstormed on all kinds of different ways to deal with it. And at, in the end, I knew that I lost, um, meaning that I knew that I was going to have to give up that time and there was no way really around it. So that's the thing. Just if you're in those situations, take a deep breath, think about it. And, uh, you know, think before you leap, don't engage in conversation with your ex until you really play it out because you're almost better off just 
you're almost better off being able to say, wow, that's great. Not a problem. Okay, no, no worries. I can cancel this or reschedule it. No big deal. I am, that is so awesome that it happened, right? Because then you completely would take it away. Like if I would have been able to do that with my ex, if I would have been like, oh, wow, that is great. Really? No problem. Which is kind of what I ultimately did when it finally got to the point. Now I wasn't Johnny on the spot to answer her, but when I finally answered, I'm like, of course, of course you're going to be able to do that. We'll just do this. And, and she wasn't expecting it. You know, that's why when I said, when I, when I threw it back out there saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. No problem. You can have them on this day. I just want these other two days as swap time. And she freaked out. And I'm like, and I, I did stay firm on that. I was like, okay, well, I mean, as long as I get the kids on these two days, you can have them on that day. Great. It'll be great. I hope they have a lot of fun. Take pictures. So I guess my last part on that, my, my final thought on that is just how can you, how can you take that situation and turn it around and make it a positive to where they don't feel like they're winning. They don't feel like they're actually getting underneath your skin. And you can actually turn it into a win for you. So, you know, that's, that's the main thing to think about on this to where you can, uh, you know, maximize or basically make the best of this no win double bind scenario. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. Hope it was helpful for you. I know not everybody has kids, but uh, you can actually look at this situation in a bunch of different ways and, and utilize it the same type of information, even when it's a work person or family member that's a narcissistic type that you're dealing with who's playing games and, and using different situations as pawns. Don't forget to check out the show notes. You can find that at www.dadsforhavingdivorce.com slash podcast slash 016. That'll get you to the show notes for this particular show and all the links that uh, and examples I was talking about. Don't forget about today's sponsor, hypnosisdownloads.com. Uh, you can find my uh, my link to their stuff at dadsurvivingdivorce.com slash hypnosis. Check them out. That stuff worked out really well for me whenever I was struggling, and it might actually help you out as well, so give them a check. And I will catch you guys on the next show. Stay, uh, stay, uh, stay stable and calm. Try to keep things in perspective. Don't take the bait. And we'll talk to you on the next podcast.